Mikey and Rin stay in. Oh, yeah. Hello, everybody. Good afternoon. I'm Mikey. Nope, that's not how we start the show. Hi, guys. Welcome to Mikey and Rin stay in. I'm Mikey. And I'm Rin. You are Rin. The Rin of Mikey and Rin stay in. That's the truth. Mm -hmm. Uh, Welcome to the show this week, you guys. We are coming to you from a beautiful fall day in Portland, Oregon. A crispy one. It's crispy. Mm-hmm. It's time for staying in, staying warm, and staying pregnant. Woo! <laughs> What's our news? So a lot of you already know this because so many of you have reached out. We we are just yeah overjoyed. Overjoyed. Um, like so... the Stevie Wonder song. <laughs> you want to sing it? I am building my castle of love. It's a great song. Mm-hmm. Um, Stevie great didn't song. really have too many misses. Oof, I disagree. Oh, really? Wow. I mean, Inner Visions was an unbelievable album. Yeah. Uh, but you listen to some of his other stuff, it can get pretty funky. I know, but not in the best way, Stevie. though. Like pretty, cor- like kind of. There's some corny stuff in there. <laughs> no, he was great. I mean, catalog overall really good. David Bowie had some trash too. It's true. Like, there's some of our great artists. They had some garbage albums. I like that you went from Stevie to David Bowie. You don't think they're on the, on par? Just very. I think of them as just very different humans, genres. Oh, sure, totally. Stars. Yeah. Oh, but I think of level of creative penetration, like like innovation. Mm. I think of them as pretty similar. Mm. Speaking of <laughs> penetration, creation. <laughs> An innovation. <laughs> God, sorry for derailing that. Burying the lead. Um, yeah, went in on Friday, got my blood drawn. I had what's called a beta HCG test, which measures the level of um, HCG hormone. And I had a really good, positive, awesome result. So they like to see where I'm at right now, numbers between 50 and 60. Yeah. And my level was 151. Woo! So I won the first beta. Bacardi 151. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And so, t- well, tell me about that because, so it's great that it's higher, right? Yep. But then they want it to be to keep going up, sure. right? Sure, yeah. So is it not good that you're starting from a higher, doesn't matter? No, no. Okay. Not, Sky's the limit. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so I have a retest on Monday, a retest on Wednesday, and then a six and a half week ultrasound scan. That's the next thing. That's so it's the Monday, next thing. Wednesday, and then that. Mm-hmm. So once they see the two days of it going up, yep. they're pumped. Yeah. For two weeks or a week and a half or something. Yes, about a week and a half. Yeah. Yep. That's amazing. I know. And so, yeah, so we, right. And so Rinnie, um, it was just a blood test. So it was like, you know, Rinnie just went in, got the blood draw. It was like not a big deal, you know. I haven't peed on a stick yet. I must admit, oh. I'm like, so just for full disclosure, Mikey and I, I think, have responded to the news. Well, this is what I was going to say. Similarly, <laughs> but differently. We're both really, really excited. I am more in the cautiously optimistic camp. Sure. And Mikey's gone Full throttle. Full ham. Yeah, full ham. Yeah. Excitement. Oh, yeah. I've texted everyone. Telling everyone. Yeah. yeah. When we decided, I mean, A, we have the podcast, which mm-hmm. we have millions of listeners, and so everybody's going to know anyways. And um, 
Hello, Michelle Obama. Um, but, you know, it's so I was like, oh, well, people are going to know anyways. And we've decided we decided that this round, like when we found out that you were pregnant, we're just going to like we want our squad on board from the jump. Yeah. So we were like, OK, I'm going to tell everybody you told. I don't even think you had told your parents. You definitely hadn't. I had texted. So, well, a lot of people had texted me. So I would respond. I'd responded to them. That was right. probably 20 people. Let's say something like that. I reached out to everyone that we've ever talked to about because everybody like there's been, you know, tons of people that have been like, let me know when you know, let me know when you know. And I was just like, I can't remember what I was doing that day, but working from home and I was like, I'm going to send out text to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I it's funny because you get to this (coughs) stage, which is like a big, huge milestone. Of course. And um and I'm like feeling anxious. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm feeling more so now than throughout the rest of the process. I think maybe right. we talked about this the last time. Maybe not. But for egg retrieval, I was like, Psh, I, right. I got this. I was nervous for sure. But I yeah. felt really um, uh, positive. Yep. And now I think it's, I'm I'm thrown a little bit back into like, miscarriage trauma sure of course and yeah not being able to get pregnant trauma and having to sort of wait like okay so you get this marker but then you have to increase it on monday and yep. then you've got to increase it on wednesday right. and then you have the scan so it's like all of these well, milestones mile markers that you have to meet and i'm like oh god baby you okay you doing right. it you got it when some of this i think is hard for you i would imagine because you're so i call corinne jack lane in the house because she's always wanting to work out and when she works out she wants to work out at 160 <laughs> percent. and so you know i have not done that that could be no, a contributing factor to my anxiety right <laughs> but so but part of it is like you don't technically don't really have to do anything for the hcc hcg to go up Right. When you're pregnant. Right. That's just going to happen right. because you're pregnant right. and the baby's doing the work, you know, and you've done so much for it. Uh, but I 100% get the increased anxiety because it's, you know, it's something along the lines of I always think about like these people that like aspire to like make the money so that they can buy like a, a Ferrari or something. Mm. And then I'm like, once you have a Ferrari, then you have to worry every day about some <laughs> right. asshole bumping into it, stealing it, right. running their skateboard into it. Right. You know, it's, it's the worst. Well, this thing. is, this is so also you have something to lose now. I mean, it's yeah. like we have, we now have the embryos done its thing. It's great. Now it's just leading into all the other anxieties of a pregnancy and yes. childbirth and raising a child. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally right. I know, and it started to bring up my like COVID anxiety again, and so it's all—it's just very and and it's hard to parse out. Well, you can't. What is <laughs> hormones? What is anxiety? Because it's the world is so weird right now. Yeah, the election. Yeah, I mean, there's so many, there's so many. things. Things that are culminating into this little anxious bubble. Well, and we're, yeah, and we're also entering. I mean, I just got off the phone today with our with my family, you know, because we're starting to, like it's fall. We're starting to talk about the holidays, and I'm like, it's you know, all of it's just so frustrating. We're like, wow, COVID's going to probably start spiking again. There's the election coming up. You know, do we actually want to be traveling? I mean, we're not we're not planning on flying anywhere. We have a van that we're converting right now, which is awesome and super fun. But, 
you know, it's like are the the idea was like, oh, we're gonna drive out and see my family, but like the logistics of it are like crazy. Yeah, it takes a long time to do it, which is fine, but then we can all be patient zero and kill each other. Right. Right. And you now are like, I'm worried about you, and I want right. to put you in a little bubble. Yeah. I feel like I could live really well in a bubble right now. Oof. What's the bubble look like? What do you picture it? It's almost like? like a terrarium. It's Ooh, almost yeah. like what the terrarium that we made. If you guys remember, I'm going to holler back to an episode, I don't know, a year and a half ago. Yeah. Well, we should, <laughs> After we the should... miscarriage, we made this really beautiful terrarium that is still living and thriving, I would say. HCG in that in that terrarium is going up. Seriously. We haven't done anything. But I would love if you could Rick Moranis me <clears throat> and just shrink me down and pop me in the terrarium. Rick Moranis who just got sucker punched in the face in New York City. <laughs> oh. I don't know if that's what you meant. Poor guy. Yeah. No, no I, I know. I know. I totally. The... Yeah. No. Well, it's a little, like Biosphere, the Polly Shore yeah. movie. Yeah. I yeah. never Biodome. saw it. But... Oh, God. It was terrible. Oh, I believe it. But... <laughs> Same yeah, that's you. You had me at Polly Shore. <laughs> that's that's so interesting. That's because of course that is a that's a beautiful bubble. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. I was kind of picturing like an Apple Store, like it's like no, hyper I want no modern technology. and oh no, no, not like that, but yeah. just more like it's like all stark white and like fluffy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was thinking. Mm. But no, I like the idea of being able to lay in kind of a Garden of Eden. Yes, bubble like a mossy, humid. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. My question is always like, is that better? Like, I don't know. What's better? Like, I'm a little bit worried about the slingshot effect of the people that we know that have been like not seeing anybody. Mm-hmm. I just think it's like, what's going to happen when their deflated ass immune systems go out into the world? Right. right. And the, all these other things have been incubating out in the world and they've just been in their terrarium. Right. You know, I'm like, <laughs> is it better for you to be pregnant in a terrarium bubble or is it better for you to be like out doing all the things because it's going to make for a heartier pregnancy? I don't, I don't know the answer to that. Not a doctor. Yeah. It seems to me like it'd be better to be just like bathed in a protein milk <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> substance and just like have you just in a warm cocoon. Yeah. Yeah. Then again, I, mean, I see I a lot of cute little babies being born in like Darfur. Right. True. Yeah, I don't know. It's, you know, my job requires me to be around people. And that's really the extent. I mean, I'm taking some walks with friends outside. Mm -hmm. But that's, my work is my biggest risk, I suppose. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah. Well, that's the thing about being in the healing field, right? It's like medicine of any variety. You know, you talk to people and it's like, yeah, those are the people on the front, front lines. Mm -hmm. I mean, I get grocery store workers, all, you know, restaurant workers, all those people, you're all on the front lines. Mm -hmm. But it's especially when you're someone who's working in an environment where people are with you because they're not well. Mm -hmm. Not not that they have COVID necessarily, but it's just hard. Right. Yeah. And that's a big part of the anxiety for me. It's, it's layered now with me feeling anxious about getting COVID, but it's, it's a lot of my, my patients that i'm thinking about mm-hmm. like oh that would just be what fucking terrible if what? they if i gave covid to one of my patients oh, if you gave like, covid to one of them mm-hmm. fuck them <laughs> who cares <laughs> you're the one who matters mikey obviously <laughs> like that's a really dumb statement um but well this is the thing but i mean like i like my biggest fear is being a covid giver Yes. Getting COVID, I don't give a shit about me getting it. But like the idea that I could give you COVID or that I could give my mom COVID and she could die. Like these are crazy. These are things I think about, right? 
but the you know so so in that sense for me i'm like oh i don't you know i just don't want you to have covid right of course so like yeah. I, that situation what i hear in the story you just told is you have covid that's terrible right yeah right. the fact like the idea of your patients giving you covid that's what worries me more mm, yeah i see i see yeah for sure yeah. This is part of the terrarium milk bath <laughs> bubble. <laughs> it feels like a very messy terrarium in my head right now. It just the feels milk? like a big oh. mass of tangled <laughs> vines and... <laughs> Did you hear where I went with it? Yeah. I thought you were saying it was like cleaning up the milk or whatever. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about. No, it's... Yeah, it's true. Well, this... We just talked about this earlier is that... Um, the sheer amount of decisions that everyone's having to make, mm. micro decisions in each moment. Like, I'm walking down the street. Someone's coming towards me. They have a mask at half mast. <laughs> it's at their lips. Do I need to, yeah, I need to pull my mask on, even though I'm 20 feet away. You know, all the little decisions. I'm going to the supermarket. Can I walk down the rice aisle? Fuck no, I can't. There's an asshole-looking person who probably has COVID. <laughs> and the that part of things, especially for overthinkers like you and I, I'm just in like... I'm in an indecisive soup right now. Oh, yeah. I'm well, and it's the it's both that plus what you're talking about, the kind of hypervigilance that I feel myself on most of the time, unless I'm literally sitting in my house on my couch. Yeah. Um, which is, I, I don't know. And this, it's, the... The challenge is not seeing the goal line. It's not oh, seeing yeah. the end point no. of it. So. And like not, there isn't <clears throat> one thing that we're all supposed to like aim towards. Right. Like the aim is like getting everybody healthy or whatever, but that's, it's just, that's an impossible thing. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, and I, I was ranting earlier today because I've, you know, I see all these pictures of people that we know or people that I know through Facebook or whatever that are like, on vacation right now, like on the beach, like they flew to the Caribbean. And first of all, I think, you dumbass, like what's wrong with you? And then I think, fuck you. I want to be on the beach right now. Why do you think you get to do that? Like we like we could do that tomorrow, but I'm not going to because I care about people. Fuck you. You're ruining things. Uh, and it's one thing if you're like a Trump supporting asshole who's like not wearing a mask because it's going to give me dick cancer or whatever your argument is or Fauci's a liar or something. But it's another thing when you're just blase about it and you're like, well, I'm me and I'm going to go and do my thing and I'm going to jump on a plane and mm. blah, blah, blah. Or I'm going to burst the bubble that I was supposedly in and I'm going to go to a wedding and get hammered and kiss people or whatever, which I just heard someone did. And I'm like, you know, no. <laughs> You don't get to do that because I don't get to do it. That's why. Uh, that's why. That's it. There it is. Well, long story longer. <laughs> this is supposed to be the big celebratory episode. Yeah. Of us being like, the whole reason for this show is a pregnancy. And we have a pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> I know, friends. God, it is tricky to listen to the show so i really oh, appreciate it's, it. it's a mess <laughs> we appreciate that you're sticking it out but the thing about this show is it is us yeah oh for sure and if you're you, getting the real deal yeah like we're not this show was never meant to be like necessarily educational or something that's like mm, contributing more to your life 
It's just more of us. <laughs> and we like us. And if you like us, then here's more of us. And so I will say it's real because this is we, this uh, conversation is literally the conversation we were just having in the bathroom. <laughs> it's true. And now we're having it on microphones. It's true. Yeah. I don't know. My goal is to really set up a self-care, self-love practice ah. where I'm... Yeah. I, I don't know. Just... As calm as I can be. Yep. In amidst the storm. And that's like a duh, obvious statement. But um, it felt much easier leading up to all this. And now yeah. I'm like, oh my God, it happened. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. <laughs> and I want it to keep happening. Yes. <laughs> when I think for us right now, what I'm starting to really realize is that uh, you know, we require different things to be, uh, to feel calm and to feel like we're on the right path and to feel nurtured. And some of the things are the same. Like we both require exercise, right? Mm-hmm. Your exercise that you need is different than mine. Mm-hmm. I need kind of exhilarating exercise. You just need to like sweat it and breathe it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, you know, and I just think it's good. I don't know. It's. I think it's good that we both know those things. We know ourselves pretty well. Mm-hmm. And we can also speak out very truthfully to one another and say like, hey, I need this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we don't have like, Rinny and I, I sleep in the guest bedroom. Generally like one night a week or it's usually like on one of the nights of the week when Rinny has to work the next day and I watch my violent TV shows or whatever. And it's like a little in-house vacation that I know that I need sometimes. And for some couples, that would be like, the biggest red flag or something. It'd be right, like, oh, right. he's sleeping on the couch. Right. You know, but it's like, we also like, I go and do a bike trip or I'll go and ski with my dad or something like that, you know, and it's, uh, we're good at seeing each other. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Learn more at mensfertilitycoaching.com. <laughs> Men's Fertility Coaching? No, mensfertilitycoach.com. Right, right, right. Dot edu. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I I wanted to deliver this news in a way that was authentic and I'm giving you authentic right now. I'm yeah. really excited, but I'm I feel like I'm uh s- even internally suppressing it a little bit. And I don't know. I don't know if that's more an IVF thing, if it's a having a miscarriage thing. I also had a little bit of spotting yesterday. And so that was like, <gasps> oh my God. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, you know, we've talked about this on the show before that the, that like two week wait period, which, you know, people that have tried to conceive know this two week wait. Um, you know, this, this feels like now the, nine month wait really and I want to come to my pregnancy really enjoying it and like luxuriating in it and if I'm really honest with myself um I just I'm not there right now I'm still in like guarded um cautious optimism zone yeah and I want to just like dive in head first to the deep end and just full throttle joy and um i think you're gonna be able to do that yeah and i think it's kind of maybe it's the first trimester you know i think there's some things that 
I think getting past where you had the miscarriage, Mm -hmm. I think is going to be, I've just heard that from people who've had miscarriages, like, um, that that's a really big moment and you're like, oh, I'm here. Yeah. Well, and I also know that it's, this is all on some level a choice, right? Like I can, I can decide that I really want to be joyful. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm, you know, I think that the decision to not do that is just a protective mechanism mm-hmm. right now. Cause it's sort of like, well, what if I go into full joy and then something happens? Right. You know, it's like, do you fall from the 10th story or the 60th story? Well, <laughs> and it's an, and it's an interesting way of looking at it because I kind of look at joy as like, uh, Like that I'm setting up a balloon below me. Mm. So when I fall, if I fall, I have that much more of a cushion. Like I'm I'm starting from a higher place. Mm. So I have less far to drop. And the landing is going to be softer because I'm already really happy. You're more buoyant. You're more joyant. Joyant. (laughs) Well, like our neighbor the other day, she was talking about how the election is scaring the shit out of her. Mm Mm-hmm. And how she's what she's decided to do is just be as joyful and as optimistic as mm. possible. Because like if Trump wins, at least she won't have wasted this time. Right. The pre right. the right. pre time. Yeah. And she's like, I might as well be happy now. Right. And then hopefully I'll be t- ten times as happy when Biden wins. Mm-hmm. But at least I want to protect myself now. Right. And I thought that was a really nice way of looking at the world. Yeah. I mean, it's and it's the same thing here, right? You're. If something doesn't go well, you're going to be whatever you are, disappointed, Mm -hmm. distraught, depressed, right? And so taking your point that why not like really lean in to the joy and the enthusiasm and the fun and the like, holy shit, we did it, Um, right? We did do it. We just have to. Uh, and like live that and do that and feed that to baby. Oh yeah. Yeah. When I, and I just have lived, I've lived 38 years of my life in that mode, Mm -hmm. in overdrive. Like let's be pumped about stuff. Everything's awesome. The world is our oyster. We can do everything. And then two years ago or so, we were kind of midway through trying to have a baby. I was having some kind of like career, I was going to say nebulance. That's not the way you would say that word. But I was feeling very uncertain about my career path and if I'd made right decisions. And so I've lost, I lost a little bit of that step. But recently, I think in the last couple of months, I've really gained it back. Mm. And I've been like leaning into my joy. Mm. And... Oh, it feels good. It feels like a lost friend or something, you know? And so when you told me that you were pregnant, I, yeah. (laughs) Well, so people were like. Well, and I found out at work. Right. It's like the most unfucking romantic thing ever. You but know, you also think... had set up work so that you wouldn't be thinking about it. True. Right. True. But it's, you know, you like get a voicemail and it's, they don't, they don't <laughs> even say, you know, that you're pregnant. They just tell you the like hormone levels and, you know, and then I'm like, do I wait? Should I wait until Mikey in person? No, I got to call him now. So yeah. then it's like over the phone. Hey, my uh, beta HCG is 151, Mike. You know, it's like. <laughs> When I'm sitting there, like, like in a room full of balloons good? and uh, and the blowy things from parties, like I'm like, 
you know, yeah. And I just went off, you know. I can't remember where where I was. Oh, yeah. But I was just like pumped. And I started texting everybody. Yeah. And um, all and exclamation I was like, points. Oh, great. I'm going to go see my next patient. Bye. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and didn't tell another soul. I didn't. Right. You know, I called my mom later that mm-hmm. day. Um, but. Yeah, it's so interesting. Yeah, right? you just—I don't know—you can't anticipate totally how you're going to react. But it's a one hundred percent understandable feeling to be kind of like the—I hate that metaphor—but like it's like the dog who caught the bus, right, or the car, and you're like, "This is all I've wanted." Oh my god! Now someone's giving me a glass slipper that I have to walk <laughs> through a minefield with. <laughs> oh my god! Like, and it's and I. Oh yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, totally. But it's but at the end of the day, like this shit worked. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everything you've done, all the things that you've worked for, all the shitty shots that you have to take in your booty, keep taking, keep taking. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing <sighs> for those of you that are embarking on an IVF journey. The shots do not stop at pregnancy, so just yeah. be ready and aware. They're like cute okay. for a little while. Kind of like a fun little adventure. Cute. Oh, yeah, we're learning that's, something. That's a, that's, that's a word. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, and we, I must say that like, well, anyways, yeah, it doesn't matter. We're trying a new technique. We're trying a new technique because, <laughs> yeah, half the time or more than half the time, I think it's they fine. They feel fine. It's great. Like, yeah. feels like nothing. And then one night will be... So we're in the same zone. We're mm-hmm. half an inch away. Mm-hmm. We're nowhere near any bruising. We're nothing's going on. Same exact technique, and it's like a knife going into her butt. It's literally. It's not only a knife. It's a hot knife. It's like searing pain, and like there's not a nerve. Like what no, is it? What's, I don't know what's happening. And I'm like, I'm doing nothing different. <laughs> I know like, I'm poor so Mikey because I'm like, ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Um, when all I want is to be like, and then Audie's shaking the, in the corner. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is also the only thing that I'm involved with. So I, I can't know. even. I can't even be like the note taker at the appointments or anything. I'm just like Jesus. Well, then Rennie brought up the other day. She's like, "Are you going to be able to come to the ultra, the first ultrasound?" And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> fuck no! Like I am. I will burst in the door like the Kool Aid guy coming through the wall. <laughs> I'm coming. Like I'm like, what am I going to miss?" Like, well, we're not going to hear the heartbeat. No, we will hear the heartbeat. Well, what the fuck is the six and a half week one for? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what the six and a half week one is for. Again, I'm taking literally one appointment at a time. My next I or my <laughs> next prize is HCG on Monday. Okay. Here, you talk for a little. You just, um, just fluff for a little bit. Vamp. Um, well, I think that we are going to sign off here in just a minute because we are going to say, Oh dude, we're getting fucking heartbeat. Yeah. Heartbeat. Location of the embryo. Number of feet high. Yolk sac. <laughs> cyst. Those are the things that we're going to see. Yeah. You got to be there for that. Heartbeat. Dude. They know that, right? I mean, that's, I'm sorry. I don't give a fuck if it's COVID. Like. You'll buy a hazmat suit. Kick one of, Yeah. I'll do whatever. I'll drink bleach. <laughs> Kick one of I the nurses out of the room or whatever. I mean, like if it's just about bodies or whatever. No, no, no. I'm good. Yeah. Like just I'll. Yeah. I need to be there for that. Yeah. I, there's that's actually like a no compromise. No compromise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> we love you guys. We're yeah. going to go sing happy birthday from our porch to our sweet little four-year-old neighbor. Yeah, she's so cute. She's really cute. We're also going to, she's obsessed with the Wizard of Oz, and so we're going to dress Abby up like Dorothy. <laughs> oh, I didn't get any ribbons. Way to go. Too bad. You had one job. Blew it. <laughs> um, we love you guys. We'll be back next week. Um, I don't know. Some sort of an episode. Yeah. Another update. Yeah. Let's eat at Mikey and Rin's stay in.com. True. Uh, at Mikey and Rin. On the Instas. We <clears throat> adore you. We adore you. Oh, you can go listen to me on the um, on the Changed podcast. Yeah, uh, which is a really great episode. I it was with my friend Aiden. She hosts this really cool show about telling stories about a moment that was a, a pivotal moment for you in your life. And so I had a cool episode on that, the Changed podcast, or I think it's maybe Changed Changed podcast. Look them up. Look them up. Look my name up. I was the last episode. I could link to it. Yeah. Yep. All right. Signing off. Signing off. I'm Mikey. And I'm Rin. And tonight, we're going to stay in with a new little baby and find some joy. Yeah, I'm finding some joy. Find some joy. Is it a girl or a boy? Is it a girl? Oh, boy. Who cares? Uh. Just find that joy. Just stick, stick, baby, stick. (laughs) Goodbye.